0: We are now in the cool down and Gus bus gave me a beautiful segue there with that Cerani bit. Washington has uh, quite a few candidates listed on both their head coach and general manager list. They're still conducting interviews and uh, it would be wild if maybe they hired somebody while we're on the show, but I don't think that's going to happen as they do have scheduled interviews tomorrow on Thursday, but Uh, what they have right now is this is their list. Okay. You ready for this people? So you can write this down. yourself. This is our GM list, right? I want to start with GM because that's who you want to hire. Even Josh Harris has said that, right? He said, you know, we got to start the process for both, but we'd like to have our head of football operations in place before the head coach, but they, they couldn't necessarily wait on the head coach situation. Right. So they're starting the process, and we, too, are going to start the process with the GMs, all right? You have the – and all of these are – actually, I guess not Cowboy VP of player personnel, so never mind. I can't skip the uh, uh, craziness here. So Brown's assistant GM, Glenn Cook. Yep. The Cowboys VP of player personnel, uh, Will McClay, who by all means is a GM because – Jerry just never gives up that position. That's right. Uh, Bears assistant GM Ian Cunningham, 49ers assistant GM Adam Peters, Eagles assistant GM Alec hallaby and chiefs assistant GM Mike Organzi, who I was able to pronounce correctly today. On Monday, on. I totally butchered it. <laughs> you were all over the place. I was, I, I was Mike Kosowski.
1: And somebody called you out and said, if you can't pronounce it, then you can't hire him.
0: Yep, that's, yep. You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. So who, who is at the top of your wish list here and why Stoner? Well, look,
1: I hate to do the cop-out thing, but I mean, it's so, it's kind of embarrassing for us, for any of us fans to kind of say who we want as a GM. We have no idea what these assistant GMs are good at all -hmm. we can do is kind of look at what their team has done while they've been hello assistant gm not the gm these guys have worked under gms so who knows for example you look at the peters peters i think has been san francisco a long time like 15 years Mm -hmm. is that right
0: he's been there quite a bit Mm -hmm.
1: so he's been there a long time And San Francisco has been good for a long time. They've had some good personnel moves. They've had some stinky personnel moves, but he's the assistant GM. How do we know he's not the guy who stood on the table for Trey Lance? How do we know he's not the guy who said, you're an idiot if you draft uh, Debo Samuel? You know, we don't know these things. What is kind of hard for us to get a grasp on is these GMs, have so much more on their plate than just picking players. Mm-hmm. GMs are, they have to hire the assistant GMs, the, the uh, director of pro personnel, the director of college scouting, all those scouts and everybody. And they have to be able to hire the right guys and be able to have a good working relationship with them downward. They have to have a good relationship up. They have to be able to understand everything that goes on With the organization, with contracts, with your your salary cap, they have to negotiate contracts with agents and all this stuff. It's not just some guy who's sitting in a room like we do as fantasy football guys and sit there and say, "I want um, uh, Eckler from the Chargers, so let's bring him over." There's just so it's so complicated. So all we can do is just kind of look at their track record, I guess, as assistant GMs and decide from there and hope that people like Josh Harris and uh, the donk from Golden State, Bob Myers, and Magic Johnson, and all these other guys are doing their due diligence and are talking to them and are getting a good feel for what they're going to do as general managers and then go with the right guy. Now, that's my cop-out, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's very clear to me personally that I want Adam Peters from San Francisco, his track record, the team's track
0: record. He's a good looking dude. I mean, look at him. I have him up on the graphics.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I believe he's, he's a, you know, he's a, he's, he's, you know, looks good, you know, in, in t-shirt and shorts, you know, he's, he's very in shape kind of guy. Right. Uh, But that's the kind of guy That real quick, because you look at San Francisco's ability to draft, when they don't necessarily always have high draft picks and, and be able to make moves like get Trent Williams for a third round draft pick or draft a Debo Samuel or Brock Purdy, or get Christian McCaffrey for almost nothing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, relatively speaking for the type of player that he
0: is. I mean, they also got Trent Williams for a fifth round pick as well. I mean, they've got two probably not probably, I'm going to go ahead and stamp it. They've got two future hall of famers in those two. Fifth uh, and fifth and a third, fifth and a third. Okay, fifth
1: and a third. They got
0: they got St. Juice is. is oh what yes, they got for, that uh, is. In, in your words, right? You wouldn't trade St. Juice for Trent Williams. Yeah, right. <laughs> People are exactly. all talking about not trading a third for Justin Fields. Stoner went out there and was just like, "Would you not trade Brian Robinson for Fields? Would you not trade St. Juice? Who was the other person you threw out under the bus?"
1: Um, I was trying to think of other third rounders, Stromberg,
0: Stromberg, Stromberg. Ron Christian.
1: Yeah. yeah, Right. Uh, But then, and then you look at, you know, they bring in, they've had other running backs who have been, Raheem Mostert was there and started to shine there. And, Mm. and what about, um, uh, you know, Elijah Mitchell, who's there now, and some of these defensive linemen and they brought over Hargrave from Philadelphia, just the moves that they've made over the last 10 years or even the last five years, to put them in the position that they are now in order to uh, make this run at the Super Bowl with a, hello, seventh-round quarterback, Mm -hmm. what he's done to me has been brilliant. But he was the assistant GM, so we have no idea. But he has learned, obviously, from somebody who has made some great decisions.
0: And I'll say in the hiring process, we tend to hear things. uh, Just think about when you had a good boss um, and you were looking for your next role and they gave that, that recommendation, right. And they, they hopefully gave you that glowing recommendation. We're going to yeah. hear a lot of this stuff. So there, there's some, uh, for all of these to include Peters here, who are there saying, Oh, he actually was the one who drafted Debo and Purdy and did all this other stuff. And, right. and sometimes that might be a little bit of embellishment. Mm-hmm. We, again, as stoner mentioning, don't exactly know, but the fact that he was in the room when it happened and the Trey Lance thing is interesting by, they by no means won on Trey Lance, but they were able to turn Trey Lance around and get something out of him when they were not ever going to go back to him.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And now he's sitting on the bench for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And, but there's the, they at least recouped some of those efforts and he was a part of that as well. So people, as much as what they'd like to dump on uh, Peters. Maybe you also got to give him a little credit for moving uh, out of that one as well. Hail white rabbit. Thanks for joining us here. If you are joining us and you haven't hit that like button, make sure you do that right now. We're actually talking about who we like the most stoner. It seems like you're on the Peters train.
1: I am. And that's, and that's kind of a, you know, he's the top name. He's the sexy pick. He's the, He's the one that everybody's talking about, that everybody wants. So, yeah, I'm in line with that simply because of his track record. I mean, look, Borgonzi in in uh, Kansas City, look at their track record. Look at um, uh, in Philadelphia, look what they've done. So I don't know how you can say any of these other guys wouldn't be great. It all depends on what their communication level is and what their ability to work with Josh Harris and and the other folks in the ownership group. So we'll see what they end up doing. But, yeah, Adam Peters seems to be the sexy name out there right now. So I don't have any – I wouldn't have any complaints with all these. I'll be 100% honest, Nathan, because like what always happens, when he gets introduced and Josh Harris talks glowingly and Bob Myers goes out there and talks all about him and how great he is and whatever, I'm going to be like, I don't care yeah who that guy is 17 and know until we find
0: out otherwise that's yes, right absolutely gonna yeah there's going to be some exciting uh excitement there and, and maybe you're going to be already excited as polo's telling us that peters was offered the job already i need to see a source on that yeah I have, I have heard, heard, that, heard but... i think some people might be conflating there was a radio interview on grant and danny where a san francisco reporter said that Peters is expecting to move. He's already telling people he's clearing out his office and stuff. And Washington yeah. is kind of making room for him as well. Here, here's the thing. Peters knows he's leaving. If it's not Washington, it's somewhere. So it, just because he's clearing out the office and telling people he's going to be gone, doesn't necessarily mean that as he's accepting this job, there might be something that didn't go well, or maybe there's something that went well in one of these other interviews that Josh Harrison, the advisory group was like, you know, we were really thinking Peters, but then Ian Cunningham blew us out of the water. Mm-hmm. Ian Cunningham is an interesting one. Uh, you're right. I won't be upset with any one of these. Glenn Cook is probably the one that would be most, not most disappointing. I mean, it's not disappointing, but it'd be the one that I wouldn't be nearly as excited about as some of the others. And I think that, you know, I would go Peters, Hallaby, probably Cunningham. And then, you know, you can put the rest of them in any which order.
1: Okay. Let me ask you this, Nathan. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to make you look bad or set you up to fail or anything, but what's wrong with Glenn Cook?
0: The, oh, yeah. I guess I didn't expand on that one. That's fine. The reason why. I would yeah, I'm just, I'm just... You're right. No, no, I didn't expand. I meant to. Or McClay. No, there's in nothing Dallas. wrong with McClay. D- I, Dallas has I mean. done some I mean. Dallas has done some great things. I'm just saying that I would go with those, and then sure. you could pick any one of the rest of them. The Glenn Cook one only because of the Deshaun Watson situation. Mm. Okay. We you know, I didn't want Deshaun Watson in Washington. Everybody else was was like, You I have did. to go get him. You yeah. wanted them. A lot of people were telling me and Trev we're crazy for not wanting them here. It turns out we might have been right, but it wasn't. His his play on the field is one thing, but the guaranteed contract and bringing in somebody with that history and all that—that's the only reason why I would even be hesitant on Cook. But you're right. As soon as he's as soon as he's uh, introduced, yeah, you're like, "Yep, all right, let's go. We're gonna we know we're going to we're going to get the next Miles Garrett with this guy." we're going to get, I mean, how many running backs have they had that were just mm-hmm. outstanding?
1: Right. Okay. But Nathan, what mm-hmm. if what if it comes out that Glenn Cook stood on the table yeah. to say, I do not approve of this Deshaun Watson deal? Or what if he was a guy who stood on the table and said, you do whatever it takes to get Deshaun Watson? See, we don't know that part of these things. Yeah. All we know is he was part of the group that brought in. I'm I'm, I'm going to
0: say, so NCR was uh, saying Deshaun Watson is the ownership situation. You're kind of going that way as well. I'm saying that if I'm the GM and I'm standing on the table saying, don't bring this guy in. And the owner says, bump you, we're bringing this guy in. Mm that owner is probably going, bump you, find a new job right okay so that's the only reason why i'm gonna disagree with you here they're probably he probably wasn't standing on the table saying don't take this guy he was probably sitting there thinking how am i gonna make this work
1: (laughs) right how am i gonna keep my two and a half million dollar a year job (laughs) while still
0: disagreeing with what the owner and again glenn cook has done probably fantastic things Uh there with the Browns. i mentioned all the great players that they've had they have been a this is this is one of those things that's probably exciting right they were perennial Losers, much like Washington, mm-hmm. laughingstocks. Everyone was picking on them. Maybe lovable losers for some people outside of the AFC North. And now they're competitive, right? They made the playoffs with five different QBs. Mm-hmm. They're starting Joe Flacco mm-hmm. in the playoffs. 39-year-old Joe Flacco yeah. in the playoffs. And so, you know, the good coaching down there. and But the team built around... That you know that roster is built pretty deep, and so that's what those are the positive things. Like I said, you're going to find anything positive in here. Yep, Um in any of these there, guys. Yeah, there's uh, from. Um, oh my goodness! I don't know why. It's this is what happens when you change your username on me. I'm Roger. spacing on the, Roger. I knew it was I was like I wanted to say Roger with a D. I was like that's not right, uh, but Roger mm-hmm. here, my best friend a Cowboys fan said we are at their top scout guy, Willie Clayton or somebody. Did you hear any of that? He is Will. It's Will McClay is the name. And -hmm. that is one to watch out for. I mean, again, they have done fantastic things at Dallas. I mean, they are picking smart players and they're, they're able to build a roster around Dak Prescott. That is successful year in and year out. Yeah. I mean, when have we not heard, unfortunately for us, when it's Dallas's year. Oh, this is da- this is Dallas's year. They're gonna make the they're gonna they're gonna win a Super Bowl. This is their year, right? We hear it every single season. And I cherish, I cherish the day they get knocked out because sure. then all the cowboys people cry and they want to get rid of everybody. And it's just like, oh, I love it. I love them cowboys tears. But we hear it year in and year out, and that's because of the work they do at the top. Um, again, you're not gonna go wrong. Peters is my guy but mostly because of what stoner we've talked about on this channel before it, it is that recency bias or is that, yeah. is that
1: theory of, of, um, I just, I was just familiarity saying familiarity bias. Yeah.
0: Familiarity. Absolutely. Yeah. Familiarity bias. Peters yep. is the guy who we've heard about. We've heard about him since the San Francisco game. He was on the sidelines and then we yep. were like, okay, this is our guy. So I wouldn't be surprised. Each of these people have built teams, maybe outside of Ian Cunningham, with the bears. Although that they've made some shrewd moves over there as well. Plus he comes from good pedigree. So Eagles, the Hallaby one, I love what they do. Sure. I mean, they've made some really, really smart moves. So yeah, I'm joining us late. We appreciate you here. We're going over our top head coach and GMs. We just finished with the GM list. Let's hear those head coaching ones. Now I'm ready. I'm going to start with a couple I want nothing to do with that. They're not actually on one of them's not on the list. Dan Quinn's on the list. I want nothing to do with him. Okay. Why not? Okay. I, I don't want any, like we've talked about not necessarily wanting a retread. Uh, I'm okay with taking a coach who's done it before, but Dan Quinn is it just, I, there's something about him, Stoner. Okay. That tells is me he's that with this, Dallas. No. 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 It's, there's just something about him that says, we are going to be mediocre hmm. for his entire tenure.
1: Now, what about what um somebody might have to remind me here in the in the chat in terms of who said this? But somebody said this recently, a well respected person in the NFL, that Dan Quinn is absolutely without a doubt, the number one coaching prospect out there available. Good. In that let him go to is, Carolina and that he, that he is the unquestioned number 1 prospect because of uh, of a leader of men that he is. So and I can't remember who said that. But let's sure. not forget that this guy took a team to a Super Bowl, Nathan, and should have won the Super Bowl. Absolutely should have won if not for Kyle Shanahan throwing the ball every down when you're up 28 to 3 on Tom Brady and the Patriots. But Dan Quinn Took him to the Super Bowl. So I don't know why you would hate that. His defenses are always fantastic. Sure. I'm not saying I want Dan Quinn. I'm just trying to give you,
0: oh, a, yeah. you know, an I get opposite. Stone, I'm surprised you're arguing with me on this because this is totally just a sniff test thing sure. for me. All right, I get A you. gut feeling telling me stay far away from Dan Quinn.
1: Okay, so that's that's fine. I'm okay. There's another one. I don't want him that, either. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. Obviously, Bill Belichick was one that people started rumors about that's, that's not true, and I wouldn't want him here either. There was another one I had in my head. He's not on this list. Let me read you off the list here. Okay. It's a rather good list. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ravens defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. Cowboys yep. defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn. Texans offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick. Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris, and Ravens D-line coach Anthony Weaver. Also, I'm gonna add a couple assistant there. Yeah, let's go ahead and add a couple.
1: I'm gonna add a couple that may or may not be sure. Uh
0: um, is the big fancy name. Is that Harbaugh's one?
1: Mm-hmm. Nick Saban's one. I'm Nick Saban, no, no, I'm just saying. No. Just saying.
0: Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, uh, by just, the way, is seventy-two. I joked earlier that he's right. approaching 80. eighty. He's seventy-two right. years old. He's staying with the Seahawks. Okay, all right. Um, Mike Vrabel. Vrabel. Yeah, favorite is uh, freshly on the market.
1: And then the other one, Steve Wilkes. Mm. Steve Wilkes. I don't know that he's necessarily um, making himself available. I'm sure he is, but
0: I just they would have and, had and, they would have requested that one already, right?
1: Yeah, I'm not saying that these are names sure. that have been requested. These are just names I'm throwing out there as potential candidates. And then another one is Brian Flores. So I mm-hmm. think I think this year he's Minnesota's defense coordinator. No, that's Leslie Frazier. Who's where's Brian Flores this year? I can't remember.
0: Is he with Miami? No, he's not. Definitely not with Miami. Never. Definitely not with Miami. No, definitely not there.
1: But let me. Can I? Can I tell you? Are you gonna go? Are you gonna keep going through your knots, or do you want to give your? No, go ahead. I just
0: wanted to get. I just wanted to get that out you of the way. Get
1: that one out of the way. Okay. Yeah. Let me let me throw this. Let me tell you what uh, I want. Yeah, he, Flores is with me
0: Yeah, and, and Pete is staying in Seattle. He's taking yeah. a higher position.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's gonna maybe tick some people off. Okay, or they're gonna call me crazy, or they're gonna unsubscribe. I 100. Do not want Ben Johnson, the the sexy pick that everybody wants, the Lions' offensive coordinator. I do not want Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator for the Ravens. And I do not want either Aaron Glenn or Bobby Slowick. I don't want these guys, Nathan.
0: I'm, I'm assuming I'm, there's, there's a punchline here. No, there's no punchline. Can, 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 can I can I assume it, what's happening? You don't want them because you want this other guy.
1: No, no, there's not. Well, I'm gonna tell you who I do want, but it's,
0: but it, these better be better. darn good reasons, Stoner.
1: I mean, I want either, I want Jim Harbaugh. Okay, and I'm gonna That'd tell you good. why. That's a good one. Not, not necessarily why Harbaugh specifically, but I want Harbaugh or somebody like Harbaugh. I want a Vrabel or I want a Dan Quinn. What I don't want, Nathan, Ben Johnson is a fantastic offensive coordinator. I don't want him to come here and be the head coach and the offensive coordinator. Does that make sense? I don't want Aaron Glenn, who's a fantastic defensive coordinator. I do not want him to come here and be the defensive coordinator and the head coach. That takes there are plenty of examples out there, Nathan, of guys who are head coaches and coordinators. And the best example is just to look who's won a couple of Super Bowls, and that's Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Although everybody said for years that Eric Bieniemy was the offensive coordinator and it was this whole thing about who was actually the coordinator or not. But Andy Reid's the offensive coordinator, and he's the head coach, and they've won two Super Bowls. So I get it. You can do it. I want my head coach to be a CEO. Here's what I'm going to say that's a very hot take. The way Ron Rivera set everything up here in Washington when he came in in 2020 is exactly what I want Washington to do in 2024. I want the guy to come in and I want him to be a CEO head coach. And I want him to say, you are my offensive coordinator, you run the offense. You're my defensive coordinator, you run the defense. I will take care of the head coaching. I will do all that's necessary before the game, during during the week. I'm in on game planning, but you guys are in control, which is what Ron Rivera did. It failed miserably here. That doesn't mean it's going to fail again with totally different people. But I want him to be able to take care of on game day. I want him to deal with clock management. I want him to deal with personnel decisions. I want him to deal with um, uh, when you throw the red flag. Right. I want to challenge. I want him to deal with officials. I want him to deal with media and I want those other guys to handle the offense. And if Ben Johnson comes here, he's going to be the offensive coordinator and the head coach. Right. And now all of a sudden he's got to deal with all the media stuff during the week. All he's got to be in on all the personnel decisions that go on. Not saying he has the final say, but he's, it takes away from being, what you need to be during the course of the game. There are plenty of examples. Like I said, when you use D'Amico Ryans, he's the Mm -hmm. defensive coordinator. I get it. That doesn't mean I have to like it, but I like the I like the John Harbaugh. He's got Mike McDonald who runs the defense. He's got Todd Munkin who runs the offense. I like,
0: um, Harbaugh was uh, me, a special teams uh, coach. Yeah, he was that? a
1: special teams guy when, when he got the job. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I want Mike a guy Tomlin. who's going to come in here and yeah, I want Mike Tomlin who says, you've got the offense. Now you're terrible at it, so I'm going to get somebody else. Hey, you in. want
0: a Ron Rivera who I want Ron Rivera, a, a, and uh, that's not going to win you any points, my That's friend. what I'm
1: saying. That's why I'm not saying people any might get points. ticked off. So I what want about- a Ron Rivera CEO situation because Ben Johnson if he comes here, he's good. It's being a head coach is going to take away from being the offensive coordinator. It just mm-hmm. is. I want him to be. If Ben Johnson comes in here and brings Bobby Slowick with him to be the offensive coordinator, well, that's a different story. But I don't want him being both. I just don't. Yeah. I'm well, not one, saying it can't work. I'm just saying you'll probably that's the bring other up way one
0: of be. their people to uh, to do something like that. I'm going to go down a list here. All, all right. right? Uh, I'm just going to list the teams, and if we can, you know, come up with the coach, and then see whether or not that is a CEO coach or a coordinator coach.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So you have the Baltimore Ravens CEO, yep. CEO coach, CEO right? Coach. We, we yep. have, okay. Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott. He runs the defense. He runs the defense. Okay. Right. Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Yep. He runs the offense.
0: Andy Reid right, runs that offense. Cleveland Browns, Stefanski. I think he runs the offense. Okay. Miami Dolphins. He runs the offense. Houston Texans. He runs the defense. Pittsburgh Steelers. He's a CEO. San Francisco 49ers. Runs the offense. Dallas Cowboys.
1: He runs the offense. Although he just started doing that two years ago. Let's not forget Kellen Moore was the offensive Kellen Moore was
0: there at first. All the plays for years. And they ditched him. And he's with the Chargers. Earned an interview with the Chargers, by the way. Detroit Lions. He is a CEO. Okay. Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not
1: 100% sure, but I believe he's a CEO. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Los Angeles Rams.
1: Uh, He runs the offense.
0: Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: I don't know anything about Todd Bowles. (laughs) I really don't. I really don't know about Tampa. And Todd Bowles. I um, believe,
0: he, you believe he does things with the defense on that <laughs> okay. side of Green Bay Packers. Um, he runs the offense. Okay. How many... You probably weren't keeping tabs. And I, right. I wasn't either because I was too busy reading. How many times did you say he runs this side of the ball? Probably 75% of the time. A lot of the times. How yeah. many coaches have been hired in recent memory, run something? You have... You know, Serrani that you said is a CEO, but Mike McDonald, Stefanski, a lot of DeMarco Ryans, a lot of these coaches, Green Bay Packers, the Rams, a lot of these coaches are doing both. Now, they don't do it alone. The best sure. coaches, the ones that are making the playoffs, mm-hmm. they have that input. They are the ones who are implementing things, but they have their guy. Andy Reid had Eric Bieniemy, right? who is titled the offensive coordinator. We all knew Andy Reed was the one running the offense, but he has a guy who's instilling pieces and a guy who's with that part while Andy Reed has to do do the head coaching things. Mm -hmm. So I just want you to pump the brakes a little bit in thinking that you can't have a young coach, an unproven young coach, not be able to do both. I didn't say that.
1: I didn't say he can't do it because – I believe they can do it because of all those examples that you've given. I'm saying that's not the way I would do it. Mm -hmm. And if I were in charge, I would have the CEO type and I would have an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator who run everything. And I will just take care of, you know, the, the game prep and the media and all that other stuff. But I, but I get how that's not necessarily what everybody wants. Everybody wants the sexy pick. Now, look, look at the past couple of years also, Nathan. You you named off some very successful guys. Let me name off a few others, okay? How about Nathaniel Hackett? Couldn't hack okay. it. How about Cliff Kingsbury? Yeah, couldn't do it. How about Nagy? Sure, couldn't do it. And, and even now, some of these that are failing, like maybe Eberflus, maybe Dable, maybe, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, guys who are either – about to get fired or on the hot seat. These are all guys who are doing the same thing, but are failing at it as well.
0: Weren't you, Stoner, the one to tell our listeners that just because this didn't work out before doesn't mean it's not going to work out in the future, right? right? That's With our second round pick, with our, our second round pick, so second overall pick, with our second round picks, you're like, don't buy into this just because they're wearing Ohio, Ohio state helmet doesn't mean that they're not going to be a good QB just right. because you have those who were not successful. Right. Doesn't mean that these will be not successful. That's likewise, you're, you're 100% could throw it back at me just because there are successful people who have done it doesn't right. mean they'll do it, but you want to hire and, and I know you agree with this. You want to hire the best person for the job. Mm -hmm. period. Sure. Okay. And now that is, but yeah, we, yeah. Now we're in a difference of opinion on how to get there. You're saying don't pick somebody who is going to want to run one side of the field because that's your preference. That's me. I don't think I, that factors in my opinion on who is the best person for the job.
1: I, I love some of these young offensive, especially offensive minds and some are defensive, these young, guys who come in and are doing both, the Kevin O'Connells, the the Matt LaFleurs, the Zach Taylors, uh, the the Shanahan's, the Sean McVeigh's. Oh, I love that. But that's just not the way I would do it. I would do it a Tomlin style, a Harbaugh style, a Ron Rivera style. I'm just – that's the way I would do it. I'm not saying my way is going to be successful, and I'm not saying what everybody else wants is going – to to not be successful. I'm just saying that's the way I would do it. And that's why I would want a Jim Harbaugh, who is a delegator, right? In Michigan, he's got an offensive coordinator, he's got a defensive coordinator, and he just runs everything else. He's the CEO. I would do it the way Ron Rivera did it. Ron Rivera brought in, uh, he brought in Scott Turner when he had a chance, Mm -hmm. who was the offensive coordinator that Ron Rivera fired
0: Kevin O'Connell. before
1: Scott Turner. Kevin O'Connell was here. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying make the choices Ron Rivera made. <laughs> I'm just saying,
0: the style. saying man, you're you're dying on such the wrong hill when you start <laughs> off with I believe in Ron Rivera's style. That is yes. we, this you gotta play to your audience, sir. And that is yeah, not right. the way to hey. win the audience over to your side. But 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 tell me if Baltimore
1: wins my style has won, right? Baltimore's sure. the number one seed. Mm-hmm. In and last
0: year, it wasn't your
1: style. What do you mean last year? There wasn't their last
0: year year's Kansas city who the offense is run through by the head coach.
1: Right, right, right. And even the number one seed in the NFC is San Francisco and they Kyle Shanahan runs yeah. that offense, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's what I, what I am trying to say, that there are other options. If Ben Johnson doesn't come here, if Bobby Slowick doesn't come here, if Mike McDonald doesn't come here, and they bring in a Jim Harbaugh, and then an offensive coordinator you've never heard of, uh, maybe he brings the guy from Michigan, and he brings in a defensive coordinator you've never heard of, you got to be okay with that, and not sure. say, "Well, well, that's what Ron Rivera did, so therefore you're going to fail." No, and it's just no, not. It's that's what I would do.
0: I, I, we're going to be one hundred percent on board with who, with whomever they pick, right? Sure. Like, it's, if they pick Ben Johnson, Stoner is not going to be pouting, and he's no. not going to say we made the wrong nope. decision. I'm not going to go be out, cheerleaders. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. So, I, I want people to understand that because he's absolutely wrong, and he's off his rocker here. But it's <laughs> not like he he's going to be anti next head coach. Now, after probably a season, he might not like some of the decisions that are being made, sure. but that kind of that kind of thing will be evaluated later down the road.
1: Would you be mad, Nathan, if they hired Jim Harbaugh?
0: I don't I don't think I'd be mad. I mean, he's shown to be successful in the NFL. He was successful in the college ranks. He's been successful everywhere he's been. I mean, I just I I mean a lot of people are concerned. Does he want the full control? Josh Harris has already said he's not going to have a coach who has full control. He's mm-hmm. a large personality. Is that going to be a, pr- a problem? He's probably going to be
1: expensive. He's, he's going to be, be expensive. Eighteen million dollars a year. So, yeah, I mean, that all plays into. He's
0: pr- one of the things I, I do believe in. Is I want the next coach to work out, and I want the next coach. I know we all want that. And I know we all want this next part, too. I want them to be here for a decade or Mm -hmm. more, okay? Mm -hmm. I want the next Tomlin, the next Belichick, who is coaching for going, you know, Tomlin nearly on two decades now. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And and so I want that level of success. And Harborough is not old enough that you can't have that. And I don't think any of the candidates that they have are too old. Right. If people people wanted Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll's going to stay with uh, Seattle. He's somebody who's like you got what two years with him that worked out for Tampa Bay, who then went out and grabbed the greatest of all time to kind of push them over mm-hmm. with an older coach. But it's not a recipe for sustained success, and I think that's what we're all looking for. One of the things that I th- found very surprising with this search, though, Stoner, was a lot of us were so focused on the offensive side of the ball. Because if you have an offensive-minded coach, which is the norm really these days, get an offensive-minded coach because offense is where the NFL is at right now. Get an offensive-minded coach because then you're not churning over uh, the offense over and over again because you're bringing up people through the ranks of your offense, right? So that's what we were really thinking and gearing towards. There are only two offensive-minded coaches Mm -hmm. On this list, Bobby Slowick and Ben Johnson, Hmm. Mike McDonald, Dan Quinn, Aaron Glenn, Raheem Morris, and Anthony Weaver, all on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. And so that's fascinating to me that we all went in here and are like, you've got to get an offensive minded coach. And the advisory group said, these are the only two offensive minded coaches we're interested in.
1: Offense is sexy, defense wins championships. I I mean, well, well, let me ask you this, Nathan. Would you rather win a game? And I know you can say, I don't care. We're going to win. Would you rather win 31-30 or would you rather win 14-13? It's the same. Don't say it doesn't matter. But It's the same. Don't don't give me the same. I want to win 31-30. Right. You'd rather win 31-30. Your defense is terrible, but your offense is better than your defense is is bad. I want We'd to play
0: the song. Okay. I want to cheer <laughs> in 14-13 games yeah. unless those are defensive touchdowns. I mean, I love Tressway probably more than most people because I'm a sooner myself. All right. But I don't like seeing him out there punting every flipping uh possession. That's right. All right. That's right. I so, have his jersey, but I don't need to I don't need him to wear his out. It should be pristine after every game.
1: I think Well, also what's interesting, and maybe this is just a one-year bump, but I believe points were down this year the most they've been down in like the last 12 years, something Mm -hmm. like that. This was one of those years where the offense – Weirdly low scoring. And maybe it's just the one-year kind of recession or whatever and it's going to jump right back up. But it was definitely down. Offense was down this year. So I would keep an eye on that. That could be a trend. You know how it goes. Sure. In in every sport, the defenses get better and better. And then it turns around, then the offenses get better. And it's always this this sort of curve kind of deal. You I mean, it's no more apparent than what you see in uh uh in the NBA when they're scoring 140 points a game now. When back when we were growing up and we watched the Bulls and the Knicks, and it was 78 76 at the end of the game now that's the 60
0: point games were not uncommon and now you have players who go for 60 (laughs) a couple times a season yeah it's it's definitely a different uh, kind of thing you mentioned something locked on law disagreed with Mm. uh and i i disagree with as well but i do i do want to clarify something Mm. okay you said defense wins uh championships and and, kind of a cliche but yeah it is a cliche But the statistics actually do ring out here. Very funny how this works. Offenses are how you're going to get to the, the Super Bowl. Point blank, if you want to win in this day and age, you need to have an offense. Point blank, period. It doesn't have to score 30 points a game, but it does have to be efficient and it has to be able to put points on the board. Okay. But when you get to the Super Bowl, statistically speaking, the better defense has won most of the last decades worth of Super Bowls. And that's kind of where it kind of it's interesting because you can't just like you can't just go full offense and no defense because once you get to the championship game, you are facing a team that also has an offense. So your defense has to come out and thrive and be able to stop that defense. So it's just kind of a it's I know the cliche is defense wins championships and it does once you get there. But to get there, you're going to need an offense.
1: Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's been it's it's kind of crazy that that everyone talks about the offense, and then sure enough, most of the candidates that Washington has openly talked about um interviewing are from the defensive side. But again, I will I'll say this, and all the stuff that I've talked about in terms of um wanting a CEO type coach here, I, I I'm not going to care who it is once they get here. Sure. I'm not going to sit here. If they bring in Ben Johnson
0: and who's most people's one,
1: right. Which is most people's one and which is a guy, like I said, I don't want here to, to be perfectly honest. If they bring in Ben Johnson, I'm all about it. Sure. I'm all over it. I'm, I'm hype. I'm excited and all that. That's just not what I would do at this point, but that doesn't mean that I think they're making a mistake by doing it. I'm just saying that that's not what I would do.
0: All right. So you're number one, Jim Harbaugh. And then who was else? Who was your top three again? Um, I think Harbaugh would be number one. And
1: I think probably right now, just because he became available, I'd probably want Vrabel as my Vrabel's number Vrabel's an team.
0: interesting one. I don't yeah. necessarily think you can go wrong with him, but I do think him being let go is where we're probably going to start seeing some movement on the new England side Mm. and bill Belichick maybe takes his break from head coaching and takes a higher office position and kind of works that way because Vrabel has history there. So that one's pretty interesting. Um, so Harbaugh Vrabel and who else was the other one?
1: I think probably number three would be Raheem Morris. I know he had a shot already and so was Vrabel and so was Harbaugh, I guess. All three of them are technically retreads, but retreads are usually the ones that learn, who have that learned understanding of what it takes Bill Belichick was
0: a retread.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so they know what it takes that they need to change, and hopefully they can do it better the second time around. So I think probably Raheem Morris would be my number three. But again, Nathan, I want to make this perfectly clear. If Ben Johnson, if they call a press conference tomorrow and they say Ben Johnson's our guy, I'm super hype. Yeah. I'm super duper hype. He just wouldn't be the choice that I would make if I were in charge.
0: A lot of people drawing the parallel from Vrabel to Ron Rivera. Um, probably I would say more sustained success from Vrabel. Ron, if you really look at it, he had the one big year and you know, another year, I believe. He had three winning seasons. Two of those looked pretty good. The other one was kind of just a barely above 500. The rest of them are losing seasons. Vrabel's had some sustained success. You could say it was because the AFC South was bad and all sorts of things. It, he's an interesting one. I I believe this list doesn't include him. No, it does. It does include Slowick. I, I am one of those people who say that you, sh- like, you should follow the trend right now and take that offensive coordinator and turn him into a head coach. Keep that offensive minded guy so that way your yeah. offense is good and then kind of, you know, keep a defensive a guy like Dan Quinn as your defensive coordinator. Okay? Um that being said, I think so Ben Johnson's probably my number 1, but that is also I'm just kind of riding the coattails of everybody else at this point on that one. Mm-hmm. But I do like Mike McDaniel or Anthony, Anthony Weaver.
1: Bobby Slowick is probably
0: fourth on my list.
1: My question on that, Nathan, and with all these guys that you're putting up here, McDonald, Slowick, Ben Johnson, Anthony Weaver, all these guys, we just have no
0: idea no clue,
1: how they're going to be as a head coach. We know what they can do as a coordinator. We know what they can do in running half of the team. Do we know how good they're going to be running the entire team plus half of the team, being the head coach and the offensive or defensive coordinator? We don't know. We don't we know. We know they're good at being a coordinator.
0: Dreaming season.
1: Some people are are meant to be coordinators. Norv yeah. Turner. Yeah, They're just sure. meant to be coordinators and not head coaches. Dan, um, Dan Quinn's, Sure,
0: <laughs> maybe you might be right. Just, just, just getting on him for his uh, pick the there with Dan uh, Dan Quinn. We had a couple questions earlier uh, that I wanted to address. The first one's going to be from Gus Bus. If Peters and I'm just he's uses using, using Peters here. I'm just going to say if the next GM gets presidency. You know, they're, yeah. they're actually the head of football operations. Do they keep Mayhew as a GM? You know, this one particularly because the Peters uh, San Fran thing. But do they keep Marty Mayhew on as a general manager?
1: No, no, none of the, none of the front office personnel, none of the coaching staff who are all employed right now, other than Ron Rivera. None of them are going to be around once the GM is announced. They're not, mm -mm. they're, they're giving them the courtesy of interviewing for these positions, but also think of all the work they're still doing right now to get ready for the next uh, iteration of GMs, Mm -hmm. coaches, scouts, all that other stuff, all the player profiles they're doing for the college players and the free agents and all they're in there still working every day to Give it to the next people. They need they're they're playing a role right now. The all those guys are still playing a role. But once the new guy gets in there, he's cleaning the house. They're completely cleaning the house with all those guys. Mayhew, Herney, uh Bien-Ami, uh uh who was oh, Ron was a defensive coordinator. Uh Skanina, um uh uh Jennifer King, uh Ryan Kerrigan, all these Not guys, Kerrigan. Them he gone
0: not kerrigan gone house completely you don't think so, that yeah. one's a phone call from somebody saying hey just keep them on as some kind of like defensive i i like,
1: hope not Nathan. Advisor. I hope advisor i don't want that i want this guy to be able to step up and say we're not doing that where did don't he go? favors here
0: where did he go he went to the eagles right that's where he ended up
1: yeah, for the one one when, year for
0: the one year, one year he's not going to go to Serrano and be Serana and be like, "Give give me a job." You answered Mike's question here. Could yeah. EB stay as offensive no. coordinator? You're saying no. Cleaning no, house, zero 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 chance. Because when
1: they're doing these these meetings, for example, the GM, when, when they're talking about that, uh, Josh Harris and and again all these guys, Bob Myers, not they're all. Talking about uh, or, or interviewing these GMs and everything, they're asking them, "Who's your Who's your coaches? Who are you bringing in as coach?" Mm-hmm. And when they get to their head coach interviews and they're interviewing Ben Johnson, they're asking Ben Johnson, "Who's your offensive coordinator? Who's your defensive coordinator? Who's your uh, secondary coach? All that stuff." They're not saying Eric Bienemy, They have no relationship with Eric Bieniemy. And that, that coach is going to be making those decisions. So there's no chance that any of these people are, are going to be around once the new folks are hired. They're giving them the courtesy of interviewing for the jobs. And I don't even know if they're interviewing the enemy for offensive coordinator. They're probably interviewing from head, head coach. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. But no, they're not. No, sorry. They're all yes. So far, the
0: comments we've seen or heard rather from Josh Harris is that Eric is going to be around for when the GM and head coach get hired. Mm. Eric Bienamy is the assistant head coach, the offensive coordinator here for Washington. It's interesting to note that there have been no requests for interviews that I've heard mm. of for Eric Bienamy to take a head coach position.
1: True, Nathan, but the way Josh Harris is doing this is different from the way other teams are doing it. Josh Harris is doing it all very publicly. Mm -hmm. He's doing, everything is out there in the open. We're Mm -hmm. telling everybody who we're interviewing. We're telling everybody who is on our, our uh, committee to hire people. We're telling the world, but other teams are not doing that. Other teams have a, like to do it behind the scenes, sure. So they don't, they don't put that information out there. So Beanie may be interviewing for three or four jobs. We we just don't know because and it just hasn't like leaked. leaked, right? Yeah,
0: it hasn't leaked that he's uh, gotten those interview jobs. He would have to be given permission by the team Technically. to speak those because he is currently employed contract. here, yep. and he can only interview for head coaching jobs he cannot interview for offensive coordinator jobs because you can't take a lateral uh you can't poach laterally uh, so right. you can't take him from uh another team so i don't think eric Bieniemy stays here either i i know there you know some people kind of teasing me in the the like yam is that do you even really wonder why that's the case i i mean as far as why he's still here i, I think it's because Josh Harris is trying not to be the one to make the decision, right? He wants the GM. He wants the head coach to make the decision. So there's, to me, I think that's a very good and very measured uh, approach to it. Let the, the people who are you trusting this team to make those decisions, those football decisions, Mm -hmm. but it's just, you got to feel like Eric being if he had an inkling that he was not going to stay, he would be the one asking Josh Harris to be like, Hey, you're not going i know i'm i'm not longed for washington can i just try to take this other job can you release me because this is the coaching hiring season this is where the bad teams the ones who didn't make the playoffs are looking for new offensive coordinators new defensive coordinators new head coaches and so you want to make sure you make yourself available and we haven't seen that from eric beamey and that's why i find that a little peculiar because if washington Friday hires a GM and next week hires the head coach. And the week after that fires Eric, the enemy he's three weeks removed Sure. and all of these position coaches who will be let go. According to stoner are now out of a job for this season because mm. all those positions have been filled. So unless you know somebody who knows somebody, yeah. You're behind sitting on the couch collecting the paycheck still from the commanders, mind you, but you're waiting for your next job. So I just find, I just found that a little bit interesting. I agree. I don't think that he is going to be there. I think his offense has shown that it has potential under the right hands, not just from Patrick Mahomes, but even Sam Howell, even Jacoby Brissett, showed that this offense can move Sam unable to run the offense. Eric Bieniemy didn't do himself any favors. Those are certainly knocks to him. But the pieces are there for Eric Bieniemy to do something, just not likely to be here in Washington.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so, that's just how the cookie crumbles. We appreciate everybody jumping in here with us as we talked about the end of Rivera. The best situation, Washington seems to be the bell of the ball at least in the GM world according to us. And then we talked about our favorites and we listened to a lot of people in the chat as far as where they were. We will be back next Wednesday live as we stream live every Wednesday at 7.30 Eastern here on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We appreciate everybody jumping in and joining the conversation. Just make sure before you leave here today or tonight rather, that you hit that like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And until next time,
1: Ron Rivera led the way, do it just like that
0: a fan.